This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Castrating the Marks. It is Wednesday that we are recording this. July 19th. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. And we are about to put some... People in their place. What are you doing there, uh, Jerry Lane? Nothing. I'm just thinking about that time because you were calling me Jerry a few years ago. Yeah. And then that one podcast reviewed our podcast, and they thought my name was Jerry. Yeah. Was which was which was uh, kind of funny. Yeah. Man, bro, I was up last night. Um, you know, again, bro, my sleeping habits are just the absolute shit. So it was probably about three o'clock in the morning. So I guess there was a Cody Rhodes, you know, documentary that appeared on Peacock. You know, it's, it's the extra programming that the WWE does. You 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 know those things, right? So, bro, they made this big deal out of it in Atlanta. There was a big red carpet premiere, and you know, they're all there at the red carpet. Cody and Brandy and Paige was there because it was Atlanta, you know. Bro, and on the red carpet, ready to go was Hollywood, bro. And Hollywood was interviewing Brandy and Cody. And oh, my God. I, bro, I'll never, for the life of me, I will never, ever, ever understand any of this, bro. Did she make it in the documentary or it was just the. Before, bro, bro, do you really think I'm going to watch the documentary? Well, I didn't know what the clip you saw was from of her. No, it's from the red carpet. They're on, they're on the red, bro. They're on a piece of red carpet that's about three feet long. <laughs> all right, and they're all standing <laughs> like, on like a piece she was with, with Sting in that. Clip. Oh yeah. my God, which bro, um, which I'm going to segue into something, Jeff. Watch this segue. You ready for this segue, Jeff? Yeah. All right, here we go. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great things, <laughs> but nothing. Has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the in a WrestleMania scrum or or CM Punk staring me down. So when you're you're in that moment and you got somebody you know you're that's super talented or whatever, and, and you can make a moment like that, yeah. bro. I would give my left testicle uh, for a moment with Paul Heyman. Any moment, and, and it, does, it doesn't even have to be in a scrum, bro. It could be. At a grocery store, could be online uh, getting gas. Any moment with Paul Heyman, literally, like, just take one of my nuts, bro. See, that, 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 that's what I would do for that moment, bro. Yeah, but you'd have to make the moment because, you know, Ronaldo made the moment. <sighs> Unbelievable. All right, Jeff, any shout-outs before we get going? I do. I got one from MDOT, the wishlist closer, sent me Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Thank you, MDOT. Yeah, I have not gotten anything from MDOT because I have not put anything on my wishlist in a couple of weeks, so it is my <laughs> fault. But I did get some really nice autographed uh, Giants baseball cards from the Chief, bro. The Chief uh, sent me some cards out of nowhere, and I was very, very, very excited to uh, to receive them, so... So that was a nice little surprise uh, during the week. All right, Jeff, let's get down to business, bro. Let's start castrating some more. I'm going to start with a tweet that was sent by you. Denise Hollywood Salcedo puts out this tweet. I was in the living room practicing my super kick, and my husband saw me and buried my super kick. Apparently, it sucks. Ha, 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 ha. Bro, I got to stop with Hollywood because I, I can't help myself. I can't help myself because, bro, you got to understand, I'm seeing these tweets at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So 
I'm I'm just you got to understand you got to understand the process and what goes through my mind while I'm reading these tweets. Here's number one: as a shoot, bro, this is a grown ass woman practicing super kicks in the house. That that is the equivalent to bro my my love of baseball, and I've got a baseball bat in the basement, and as I'm watching baseball, I'm practicing my swing. That's the equivalent. Okay. Number two, in front of her husband. So now, bro. Well, well, I guess he walked in on her. So she was doing it secretly, it sounds like. Yeah. But think about me practicing my baseball swing, you know, in front of my wife. So that's number two. She walks in like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) seriously. So that's number two. And number three, here's number. This is the big one. This is really the big one. Why are you tweeting this? <laughs> like, bro, if I was in my basement making believe I was a baseball player and then my wife walked in and saw me making believe I was a baseball player, I'm not going to tweet that out. That, that's what I mean, bro. It's like, the, guys, it's attention. It's just, it's all about attention i mean like that's what it's about and bro i don't know i don't know what it was with all these you know wrestling media people that i don't didn't get attention as a bro they just so desperately need attention and it's not just hollywood i mean nick houseman so badly needs to be recognized sean sap so badly needs to be a, a, a you know important and i don't know bro i don't know what happened there had to be a common thread with all these people growing up that, bro it had to be the eating alone at the cafeteria lunch table everyday syndrome it had to be something like that because why are you going to tweet that out, bro? Because it's funny. I mean, funny to who? Who? Who is that funny? Who is that popping? I, I don't know. I wish there was a video, though. Oh, yeah. The video. The vi- Yeah, the video would have been. But, uh, you know, again, bro, it's like, my God, bro. Like, really, man? <sighs> I was next, Jeff. Well, let's go to this video sent in by Matthew Ortiz. It's Nick Ronaldo Piven Houseman. Now, is he Nick in this clip or Ronaldo? Yes, he's Nick. He's Nick. Okay. Okay. I'm doing Observer Live on Sunday. You know, like Meltzer Meltzer comes and does my show now. Uh, Meltzer Meltzer comes and goes, his his show now. You know why, Jeff? Because there's an open slot because he won't go on keeping it 100 anymore. So there was an open slot. So now he, he, let, let me, let me find it. Let me find another show that's going to kiss my ass and not ask me any of the tough questions. Oh, Nick Houseman. Yeah, bro. I'll, 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 I'm happy to come on your show, bro. Oh. Is this the worst background you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, I don't know if if this guy if this guy's interviewing him. I'm not sure. I, well, who, who, I, I don't, whoever's doing what. This is a yeah. Now that horrible. I think about it, Houseman usually has his his graphic at the bottom. This is a horrible background, bro. I don't know what we're doing here with this. It, it's ahead. a wrestling event because you can see the ring in between the two pictures, and there's guardrails, and here's a crowd. So it's a wrestling event. Yeah, whatever. The A Steel stuff that I reported completely reset the narrative around Punk's comeback. And you got, yeah. you know, there, there, there's all these moments I got. He's in love with that word. My God, Jeff, he's in love with that word. Bro, like, guys, seriously, let, let's, let's, let's ask ourselves a question. When this dude is 80 years old and on his deathbed and his wife is, is at bedside and, and if he ever has any kids, and they're all around him as a bedside at his bedside. This is a shoot, bro. Is he going to be talking about his wrestling moments that that he had, you know, when it, you know in his thirties? Is he going to be talking about that time at the scrum that Paul Heyman looked at him? Just this very morn, I found him with his nose buried in my nuts. This guy honestly thinks these wrestling moments are important. What what is the importance of them, bro? Like literally, what what is the importance of them, Jeff? I have no idea. It, it, it's like he's either really proud, really excited. 
He's trying to make it sound like I'm a big deal now because I had moments. It was me and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. I was in that group. Oh, Jeff, it, by the way, he was on. He was on keeping it 100. They had keeping him on 100. And he talked about the whole, my reputation is I'm the one that asks the hard questions. That, and, bro, Disco bought into the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Disco bought in. And I'm like, bro, have you seen any of his questions at the scrums, bro? So he's telling you that that's what he's known for. And you're buying into that without ever seeing any of the questions he asked at the scrum. Yeah. Did he tell him about his great question we had last week where he asked Bailey and EO Sky? There's a lot of tension there. What's yeah, going on with damage control? Yeah, you yeah. know, there, there's all these moments. I got people with. 2.1 million followers antagonizing me for no goddamn reason these days. Like, I have, I know that I, oh, if somebody's, I, was, let, let, I let think he's talking something. about Matt Cardona. Yeah. Nick, I, if somebody's antagonizing you, there's a reason. I, I mean, no, we no, had the reason that he put those emails out there, remember? Yeah, exactly. No, nobody's antagonizing you for no reason. N- nobody whatsoever, bro. We're, we're antagonizing you. You want to know the reason? I'll give you the reason, bro, because you think way too highly of you of yourself. Way too highly of yourself. So if you want a reason why this show criticizes you, that that's the reason, bro. I hope that satisfies you. Go ahead, Jeff. And he's goofy as hell, and it's hilarious. Well, of course, of course. One million followers antagonizing me for no goddamn reason these days. Like, I have, I know that I've, outgrown myself as a Chicagoland journalist that, because that's true. I I hear from all these other people now, right? I don't yeah. want to like blow smoke up my ass, but I mean like the gravity I don't want to blow smoke up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, has to say that because he's blowing smoke up his yeah. ass, bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like blow smoke up my ass, but I mean like the gravity of that, the stuff that comes along with that, it's dawning on me right now. You know, like kind of day by day. I hadn't I didn't really think that it would come this far to be quite frank so come come what for bro matt cardona putting out a tweet about him come 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 what for jeff he had a wrestlemania moment i mean he never probably expected that this is what i'm talking about bro this is the 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 aptitude uh, uh, of himself that he has built up in his head that has come so far. I used to do over here in Chicago. And I used to do a little show here in Chicago. Now I'm having these moments with CM Punk like, oh, bro, just, bro, do yourself a favor. Don't listen to me. Listen to yourself. J- just play black back the clips, bro, and listen to yourself. All right, well, this is starting to get out of hand, I think. Because we got another fart or not of Yumi and Al from this past week. And this, this one was sent in by Wilfredo Quinones. It doesn't work, so it's 90 degrees. And we only have the air through the windows, right? I think that was definitely me leaning back on the chair because you could... The, the timing of me going back on the chair and that sound... I think goes hand in hand. Yeah. See, I'm hearing cell phone vibrate again. That's what I always you hear. See, I don't yeah, know. I'm, not, I'm not getting that, but let's, let's play it again. You know, again, guys, I, I, you know me, I'm not going to waste a fart. I'm certainly not going to hide a fart, but it looks like I went back. And Al's, Al's not hesitating. Yeah. I don't think Al's going to. Yeah. So it looks like when I went back, that's when you heard it. If you're talking and you fart and it's that loud, it's going to stutter your speech. Cause you're going to yeah, realize yeah. what just happened. And Oh my yeah. God, did anybody hear that? Or you're going to laugh. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It doesn't work, so it's 90 degrees. And we only have the air. Yeah, the I think that was right? the air going back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> These are getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, getting a little crazy. Getting a little crazy, bro, yes. All right, well, let's go to Dave Meltzer. This was sent in by Francesco Castano, and he's talking about this would have been this past weekend, but he's previewing it, so it was before the weekend. Never ends because, man, this weekend – this weekend got a very is, busy weekend. This weekend, when it comes to big matches, there could be a number of legit matches of the year uh, candidates this weekend because uh, Kenny Omega is wrestling for Kingo in the main event at Triple Mania in Tijuana. Um, there is a match with Kento Miyahara and Katsuhiko Nakajima on the Noah Show. How does that, he pronounce these get together? I believe names, bro. How? Yeah, how? I don't know. A number of legit matches of the year uh, candidates this weekend 
because uh, Kenny Omega is wrestling for Kingo in the main event at Triple Mania in Tijuana. Um, there is a match with Kento Miyahara and Katsuhiko Nakajima on the Noah show that I believe these two guys started together um, under Kensuke Sasaki and um, Akira Hokuto. And then they went their separate ways. Um, and they have a big backstory. They haven't wrestled each other in, I think, I don't know, I think it was 10 years or something like that. But they're both, I mean, Kento is one of the best in the world right now. And Nakajima is, um, he kicks the hell out of people. Um, and I actually think that this match might be, which is amazing when you look at it's the weekend with G1, the, the opening two nights of G1, um, and there's an Omega Vikingo match that, in some ways, the match I'm most looking forward to is Miyahara and um, Nakajima. I think that match is just going to be incredible just because of the backstory and everything. So G1 um, is late Friday, early Saturday, 4 a.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific. Um, first night, both nights in Sapporo. And if you are not a New Japan World subscriber, both of the first two nights of this tournament are free on New Japan World. So... Um, um, I guess I'll just go do it. So Yoshihashi's wrestling Fantasmo, <laughs> oh which should be very good. God, Chase Owens no, and Gabriel like, Kidd. Seriously? Um, it should be interesting to see uh, that one. Tangelo and Kenta. Shota Umino and Ren Narita, which is. Oh my God. Who? Edgar Renteria, I think. Edgar Renteria. I thought he retired, bro. <laughs> interesting to see how much Okada on a big show can elevate Great Okan. Yoda Suji and Kaito Kiyomiya, which could be incredible <laughs> taichi and will osprey which probably will be incredible and then sonata and hikaleo and then the which i guess sonata and hikaleo is not going to be incredible because he skipped right over that yeah, one listen i want to tell any i want to tell our uh, loyal uh, su submitters who are watching this show okay if anybody out there wants to transcribe this clip for me <laughs> i will it? attempt to read it I will attempt to read this Meltzer clip verbatim if somebody will attempt to transcribe it, bro, because I promise you it's not going to sound anything like like this. Saturday show, which would be 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. So it's like actually like I think um, 10 p.m. So it's, it's, it's actually starting right as UFC on Saturday is ending. Um, so. It's, it's technically Saturday hour time, so it's the same day as so the Miyahara match and the um, Vikingo match and uh, what else? Collision, which which I didn't even mention. Bro, the, Collision the, with the two the, I swear to God, the most disturbing thing is you can hear his tongue in his mouth throughout this whole freaking promo. That, that, that's what's really driving me crazy. L listen to it, bro. Listen to it. FTR match, which is look, I, I figure the two out of three fall match can be every bit as good as the first one, maybe better. So that's another one. Why? 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 Why would it be better? You have no idea what they're going to do. This. This is. The, it's so ridiculous. It's going to be a better match than the last one they had. Why? And it could be like a match of the year candidate this weekend. I don't know what I'm going to do on Saturday. Probably just going to. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to be on vacation. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> So uh, Saturday is Ishii and Finley, which you know is going to be great. Finley's wrestling again. That's the end. He's supposed to be on vacation. He's not going to take it because of all these shows. Bro, why, why are you scheduling your vacation then? I don't understand you. Jeff, I was I was breaking something down to uh, Glenn today because I really like to try to figure things out. Okay, I explained to Glenn. Bro, when I first started working for the WWE, there was a thing that Howard Finkel put together every morning, and it was called the Stooge Report. And what he would do was he would transcribe all the things concerning the WWE that Meltzer was talking about, and he would get it to Vince's inner circle. And, bro, I really believe the reason behind that was because somebody in that inner circle was a stooge. So this was Vince's way of saying, okay, bro, we're going to get this report out to, you know, the four or five of us. And if you're the stooge, 
it's just going to be a matter of time before I figure it out. I really think because, bro, they used to laugh at the Stooge report. They used to literally laugh at the things Meltzer would report on. Fast forward 2023, he's now become a wrestling guru. So how did he go from clown to guru? Like that really is the question because he's been around all this time. It's not like, bro, he he's, was around way before me and I came around in 91. So how did we go from laughed at clown to wrestling guru? And I think I have the answer for that, Jeff. Okay, I think I got one too. We'll see if it's the same. I want to hear yours first. Well, I think that all the wrestlers today were his fans growing up. Jeff, I'll tell you, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think what I'm about to say it's gonna be at the same place. Bro, I'll never forget this. When they premiered New Japan wrestling on Access TV. And I watched some of it to check it out. Bro, the announcers and some of the packages and some of the billboards, bro, they were all citing Dave Meltzer. They, they literally were saying Meltzer gave this start, this match, this many stars. And they literally were taking quotes from Dave Meltzer and putting them up on the screen. Now, with what you said, yes, bro, the the inspiring wrestlers who like that type of style were watching that and they were seeing Dave Meltzer being cited as somebody who knew everything about Japanese wrestling. So they thought he knew everything about Japanese wrestling. I really think that's where it started, bro. We got a Seth Rollins clip later. You've probably already seen it, but he was talking about Meltzer and he, he mentions in there and we will get to it, but he mentions in there that Meltzer back in the day was huge in Japan. Even while you guys are laughing at him here in America and everybody's laughing at him, they still respected him over in Japan, apparently. And I wonder if that's the way that they interact with, with news over there. Like it's a real event. So they just assume this, this guy from America they, maybe they didn't look at him as a dirt sheet guy. Yeah, that's you know? a very good question. Yeah. All right, let's go to Tony Khan video being interviewed on WrestleNomics. Oh, this is the Brent, uh, Thurston Howell the third day. That still to this day, I have no idea why this guy has blocked me. Yeah. No, it, no idea in the world. Yeah, well, his other host is the one asking the question. That This is another master class in not answering a question. Obviously, I know you're not going Hold to get on. into it's the o- weeds It's on always this, but- a red flag when it's the green screen background that, that it could be AI Tony. It's I, always I, a red you flag. You may be onto something because we have another video later where he doesn't have a green screen and he looks completely different. Okay, it's always, yeah, because we, we know the pattern by now. Go ahead. Obviously, I know you're not going to get into the weeds on this, but we're there. Didn't we have an example of that before? You don't start the question with that. You're giving him the out right away. I think it was exactly. Sap. Remember exactly. Sap asked the question yeah, yeah. like that. Bro, Obviously, it's like, I know it's you're- like being a salesman, you know, because I, you know, I was a salesman. I have no problem that I was a salesman for a part of my life. And, you know, people are looking at TVs. And you ask them the question, are you looking for a TV? Uh, they're going to say no. You got What kind of TV are you looking for? Like, yeah, bro, that's that's part of being an interviewer and pe- being a journalist is how you phrase your questions. Obviously, I know you're not going to get into the weeds on this. Now but- I know why this guy Thurston Howell III has blocked me because this is the first time I've ever seen him, Jeff, and he looks like a total wrestling mark. I mean, this, 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 this looks like a totally wrestling mark geek, and that's probably why I'm blocked. Yeah, if you're on the audio, he's not the one speaking. No. I don't actually think he speaks in this, but uh, yeah. we, we've quoted his numbers before. He does do deep analysis. I put him over. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'm saying I don't know what the frig I did to this guy. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. Obviously, I know you're not going to get into the weeds on this, but were there periods over these last nine, ten months that – you would have thought it would be pretty surreal days out that we would be talking about the ability to have CM Punk in an AEW ring in a wrestling capacity once again, or were you the eternal optimist during all of these months? Okay, I I need to clarify because I didn't. This was before the week of Punk coming back on Collision before it happened. Okay. So he's asking him about that. Optimist during all of these months. 
Well, I'm very excited for the match this Saturday. I'm very excited for CM Punk's return to the ring, and I think it's a great trios match. You have CM Punk teaming with the uh, AEW World does Tag Team Champions. Every FDR. single time, bro. Every time. I I wish when if you guys ever listen to the Attitude Era shows. And Vince McMahon, you know, while he's playing, you know, the evil boss sits in on color. Listen to the way Vince promotes upcoming matches compared to the way Tony Khan does it. Uh, You got to watch Vince, bro, to really understand the mastery and then go watch the way Tony Khan. That's it. That's the clip. Yeah, he just kept going and yeah, going. I was just going to stop it whenever Man. he started talking. Bro, I, I, I just don't understand these journalists because we've seen him do that so many times. So my question is, why, why are you going to have him on the show? What, 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 literally, why are you going to have him on the show? You know damn well he's not going to answer any hard or difficult question, and he's just going to go into promo Tony. And what, why are you wasting my time, bro? All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer video when he was on Chris Van Vliet's show, and this was sent in by Taino Escobar, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Chris was talking about if AEW wrestlers go to WWE, like they leave AEW and go to WWE. It was shocking when that first person was Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go play that again. <laughs> Sounds like an old woman, doesn't he? Yeah. It was shocking when that first person was Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> That's it. That's the clip. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tremendous. Oh, we got Hollywood video. Yes. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff, and I guess she gets these AEW wrestling loot crates. You know what these loot crates are? They just send you a bunch of crap in a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she opens these. See, Gabe, 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 Gabe is getting me in trouble. He's trying with, to get with, you in trouble. Yeah. Gabe, you're getting me in trouble with Hollywood. <laughs> because, again, bro, I look at, I'm, I'm 62. She's 22, bro. Like, really? And then Gabe sends in these clips. And then how do I not? How do I not comment, bro? Yeah, so she does video opening these things i i want to say something i want to say something bro jeff i used i still have a very bro there's a guy who is the ticket guy for the san francisco giants his name is russ stanley bro i was introduced to russ stanley when i was working for the wwe i was introduced to him bro probably in about 1996 that's how long I've known Russ. That's how long he's been with the Giants. And, bro, he's a big deal with the Giants. Like, a lot of times during the game, like, the announcers will bring up Russ Stan- Stanley, and I pop every time. But my point is, Jeff, guys, I want you to understand something. Jeff, Russ, a couple of years ago, had a very, very, very serious heart attack, okay? And, you know, like, that, you know, slowed him down a little bit. But... Bro, every year, like a couple of weeks before Christmas, I would get this huge box from the San Francisco Giants. And bro, every giveaway they had during the year, Russ would put it in the box. That's how I got all these bobbleheads. Years of collecting these bobbleheads, right? So, Jeff, let me please admit, let me admit When the box appeared on my porch, I was very, very excited. Very excited, bro. If you saw me tear into the box, bro, you would have thought I was five years old. But here's the problem, bro. I don't cover the San Francisco Giants. I'm not not a reporter for the San Francisco Giants. Russ knows Vince is a huge giant mark. And he's going to love this box. So I want to explain that to everybody. Okay. She is a wrestling mark. And I understand why she's going to get excited when she opens this box. But, bro, 
you know, two days later, you're on the red carpet with, with Cody Rose's wife. Like that's, that's the disconnect for me, Jeff. That's the disconnect, but let's see the clip. Wait, is this a tattoo or a Oh, so stop this already. Are, are you sure you want to play this? <laughs> come come on, Jeff. Are, are we sh- who sent this in again? Uh, Gabe Tough. Gabe, really? <laughs> oh, now, let, let me make one thing perfectly clear, Jeff. There were no tattoos in my giant box. There were bobbleheads. There were hats. There were huge banners. Russ didn't send me freaking branded Crawford tattoos. I right, so let let me let me make that clear. Oh, Jeff, come on, bro, Gabe. What? Why are you? I'm, I, I, bro. See, th- th- things like this are gonna g- get me to hell. And I'm trying so hard, bro, so hard. But now you got to show me Hollywood getting excited over a freaking tattoo. Go ahead. I got a CM Punk either tattoo or sticker. I'm pretty sure it's a sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. I love stickers. All right, let's go ahead and put it up. Uh, let's actually put it right. Bro, you over. know what this reminds me of? Stop for a second, Jeff. There, there's a scene in the honeymooners. Okay, Ralph Cramden, who I've got tattooed on my arm, hates his mother-in-law. Okay, so the mother-in-law is coming over. And he 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 can't stand her, so he's got a time he's got a, a a little time clock in front of him, and he basically says to Alice, "I guarantee you, when she walks in this store, I'm not gonna be able to go one minute without kicking her out." Okay, so bro, he sits at the table. She walks in. He hits the clock. Bro, she starts insult after insult. He's getting redder and redder in the face. All of a sudden, the the alarm goes off. All right, get out. That's what I feel like here. I feel like I am sitting here trying to say nothing, nothing, bro, as she gets more excited over a CM Punk sticker. I am literally trying to say nothing, Jeff. Here. Bam! My new CM Punk sticker. You can kind of see it. You can't probably really see it, but I like it, though. All right, next up. More? (laughs) Come on, Gabe. Another sticker. Oh, this one actually said CM Punk too. Oh, I really like this one because I love the lightning bolts. I love the lightning bolts. I use them for my channel banner too that you see here on YouTube. So let's put this one up too, the CM Punk sticker. And let's put it over here. The action shot of putting the sticker up. <laughs> good stuff. I actually like the way that one looks on camera. It looks pretty good. I'm, I'm not saying enough. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm who, who is this content for? Listen, like who? I like bro, who likes Jerry? Jerry, <laughs> we we listen. Jerry, let, let's let's be honest. How, Jerry, how old are you? Forty four. Okay, I'm sixty two. So combined, we're one hundred and six. <laughs> I we, we we've got you and I've got one hundred and six years on this earth, bro. Let let's celebrate that Hollywood loves wrestling this much. Like, like, Siri, let, let, let's go completely the other way. Bro, if she's getting this excited over a sticker, let, let's say good for her. Like, seriously, Jeff, let, let's say good for her. Yes, but the difference is there's a lot of people like this. We don't care. Whatever, right? But this is somebody that's in the media scrum supposed to be asking questions and reporting on the company unbiasedly. That's the issue here. That is that really that, that really is like CM Punk's at the scrum and she's putting up a CM Punk sticker on yes. her wall like a 13-year-old. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. What's next, Jeff? All right, this is an interesting submission from Greg O'Grady. We've had a theory in the past, at least I have, I think you agreed with me, that a certain section of the dirt sheet crowd had talked about you very differently before you appeared on TV. Mm-hmm. Once you went on TV and WCW, narratives started to shift. So he found this interesting stuff that Wade Keller had written about you in 1999 when you went to WCW the first time. 
you know, you, you were never seen on TV, obviously, you, you know, the powers that be voice or whatever, but you were never seen. So this is some stuff that Wade Keller had written about you in 99. Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara are the two script writers behind the rise of WWF Raw to the top of the tel- cable television ratings. Sources in the know say they were responsible for upwards of 75 to 80% of the booking of the entire company. Vince McMahon had gained such a trust in Russo that he had never been less less involved in booking the WWF than in recent months. Sometimes McMahon didn't even read Russo's script for Raw or make changes before letting it play out on TV. Russo, who has never wrestled, gained the respect of wrestlers for his forward-thinking, innovative approach to booking. McMahon grew to rely on him more and more over the past two years as Russo's ideas continued to prove successful. The primary concern about whether Russo can be as successful in WCW is that in the WWF, he had the freedom to push the envelope. Then he goes on to talk about what you've talked about, that you had scripted Jericho to defeat The Rock on your last, the, the Raw that you'd left. They changed that. Internally in the WWF, Russo was highly re- respected at the very least for his work ethic and at most for being a booking whiz. Then he talked about, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but he had a, was discussing that Steve Austin had an issue with some creative plans. And it says, some allies of Russo in the WWF believe Vince McMahon should have stood up for Russo when Austin balked at plans that Russo had drawn up for him feuding with Jeff Jarrett and later Billy Gunn. Friends of Russo say Russo was extremely frustrated with having to change the plans, although Russo publicly downplays the situation, saying that top wrestlers will always get their way when push comes to shove. I thought Nitro was consistently entertaining for three hours this week. There may appear to be flaws in the booking right now, but no matter what, the show is so much more watchable than just a month ago. So this is your first month there. Mid-card wrestlers frequently ignored in the past are finding that Russo and Ferrara are not only approachable, but that they go out of their way to approach the wrestlers themselves with storyline details. Wrestlers are finding out their roles on TV hours before they go on the air rather than just minutes. Most of the time, Bischoff wouldn't even acknowledge anybody backstage unless they were top stars. For the 10 weeks before Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara arrived on the scene, WCW Nitro averaged a 2.7. The first two weeks of them have drawn 3.1 and 3.3, which represents nearly a 20% jump from the 10-week average. Raw still has a commanding lead over Nitro, but the first two weeks of Russo and Ferrara's booking has resulted in tighter, more eventful programming. While the top-tier wrestlers are booked in intricate storylines for the first time in a long time, the most fascinating aspects of the new booking approach thus far has been the pacing of the program and the use of undercard wrestlers. The pacing is reminiscent of Raw over the past year or two. It hasn't completely hit its stride yet, but the program has the feel of Raw with an entirely different cast of characters. Even though Raw has probably been the better show, it's not as interesting to watch as Nitro, simply because Nitro is new and fresh. WCW wrestlers are thrilled with the atmosphere backstage and the feeling that if they work hard, their talents will be utilized. That's Wade Keller. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's what it was then, bro. Over the years, they, they changed that narrative, I guess, for things I say and things I don't agree with or, or the fact that I don't give a shit about them, you know, whatever reasons, but that's, that's the guy reporting as the stuff is happening. Um, you know, bro, I, I want to say this. The, the Austin part is wrong because there was no frustration. Um, when 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 Jared cut that promo, Steve Austin made it clear to me, I'm never working with that guy. Okay, bro, I bro, you know, we we all hear it. Time, time heals all wounds. So I let time pass, okay thinking that Austin would have softened on the subject. So I was trying to slowly work back into it. Austin saw it immediately and shut it down. So there was no frustration or anything like that. I really thought "Ah, in time, he'll get over it. Let me give it a little time. And then when I gave it the time and he did, you know, I saw that he wasn't over it. That was, that was the end of the conversation. And it was never any friction or anything like that. It was me trying to, you know, make it happen. And he had not forgiven Jeff Jarrett. I, I wish Jeff, you know, see that 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 clip, what you just read, it, it just blows me away 
of what was being said at the time. And here we are 25 years later and Russo killed WCW when Russo took over. The ratings went in the ground. Russo didn't have his filter and Vince McMahon. That's what it turns into right there. Right there in his reporting. He's reporting. There is no filter. Vince McMahon's not even looking at your scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, And he's saying what, what I've said all along. Bro, when we got there, the show was averaging a 2.7. After our first three months, it was averaging well over. I've said that a million times. The exact numbers he has are correct. But but again, bro, it's like they that that's the thing, man. They they change it over the years, and all of a sudden it becomes gospel. Nobody's gonna look into numbers, and that's that's what it's going to be. So that's why I, I just I think it's important, bro, that stuff like stuff like this is brought up. And who sent that in? Greg O'Grady. Yeah, I appreciate that, Greg. Thank you very much. I appreciate Yeah, because that's everything I've ever said. Well, this is a great find here by Chris Dice the second. Now, this is Dave Meltzer four years ago. So 2019, before AEW even started. So this isn't from 2010 or 2008. This is just four years ago. 2019, listen to him how he talks about WWE's ratings. Talk about these Raw and SmackDown numbers since we mentioned they were horrible. They They are quite horrible. They were horrible. Yeah, there's no way around it. They're they're horrible numbers. You know, NBA playoffs are certainly the reason, but the NBA playoffs come every year, and they're down. um, Let me see what the... the Dude, these NBA playoffs game, the numbers that they're pulling compared to, like, football, I mean... Oh, no, they're going to get killed during football season. Are you kidding? Like I said last week when we did this with the Raw, it's not just that they're losing, but they're getting, this is year-to-year drop under the age of 35. They're getting killed with the younger audience. The younger audience is tuning this stuff out, and I know people are going to go YouTube and this and this. Is, this is over a one-year period, and and. Those YouTube numbers do not make up for this, and the Hulu numbers don't even make up a fraction of this. This is people who are not watching the show. You know that they're they're not watching the show anymore. But the point is, he could be saying exactly this about AEW today. Yep. But what do we get instead? He said, "Well, the NBA playoffs are on every year. Like you should expect that." Um, This is year over year. We just had a clip a week or two ago where he said, "Well, in the last year." The world has changed. So the landscape of television has changed so much, making the excuse, right? He says right here, well, it's not people watching on YouTube or Hulu or watching on streaming. It's people not watching the show. It's so completely opposite of what he says about AEW in the exact same Who situation. Who sent that in? Chris Dice the second. Chris, that Chris is Dice awesome. too. I don't know how he Chris Dice, that is that is awesome, bro. That guys, that's what this show is all about. Jeff's about Jeff, sometime in this show, he's going to play a clip from Seth Rollins where Seth Rollins says, and I quote, Dave Meltzer's rating system is silly. It is silly. And I'm telling you, bro. As soon as I read that, I'm like, okay, bro, you start, you now keep an eye on how he rates Seth Rollins matches. Bro, that's the thing. It's like, bro, listen, I make this perfectly clear. I will never forgive Cody Rhodes and is trying to get over with the marks by calling me a homophobe. I will forever say he he's a he was a piece of shit for doing that just to get over with freaking marks. However, when I watch the action of the first segment on Raw this week between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, I put it over. Okay, I I Jeff, I don't think uh Tampa Bay what do you want to talk about? I don't, that's not a catchphrase to me. That's not a cat. What do you want to talk about? Is not a catchphrase to me. I don't care who's delivering it, but I like the way they did the first segment. I like what they did with him and Brock, and I'm going to put it over regardless of what the dude said on a personal level. I think he was a piece of shit to say that, but when I got to look at the show professionally, 
I'm going to look at the show with a freaking clean slate. You know, somebody said today, bro, like I was reading a comment, like Stevie Richard said some really nice things about me that showed up on um, Wrestling Inc. And somebody had the nerve to say, oh, bro, yeah. The reason why I don't listen to Russo's podcasts is because he can dish it out and not take it. And I'm like, Jeff, haven't I been kind of taking it since 1999? Like every single day for the last 25 years, even with this Chris Van Van Valet interview, like Disco told me today, oh, bro, uh, Lance Storm is out there burying you. Bro, bro, this is what people don't understand about me. Bro, I don't give a shit what you say about me, like, as it comes to my opinion of of wrestling shows. Because, bro, I don't give a shit about the wrestling shows. So if I don't give a shit about the wrestling shows, I'm not going to give a shit about what you say about my opinion on these wrestling shows. Here's what I care about, Jeff. When you effing lie about me. When you freaking lie about me, now I've got a huge problem. There's a difference with, oh, bro, I don't, I don't agree with the way he wrote wrestling and you making shit up. That is completely different, bro. But, uh, yeah, man, it's like you, you can't, the, 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 and that's the thing with Meltzer. Why, why does he put over the bucks, bro? Well, they named their finishing move after him. Of course he's going to, you're, you, my point is, Jeff, you're not a journalist when you let the personal part of it come into play. Bro, I'll give you a perfect example. Jeff, I'm always, I'm always hard on Bailey. I think Bailey is horrible on the mic. And, and for as long, for, for the rep she's had and the television time she's had, I think she's horrible. However, I'm seeing a clip over the weekend and it looked like it, she blew her knee out. Bro, she's she suffered so many injuries and has spent so much time on the shelf that when I'm seeing that, I literally am thinking about her. Ah, oh, bro, she she now she's gonna be out again. Now she's got to go through rehab again. Bro, do you do you know how difficult that is on wrestlers and athletes? Not to not to mention how much money they lose, Jeff. Jeff, you only got a window. And and if you you know not you you take nine months because of the knee injury you take nine months out because of an ACL you take another nine months out, bro that is crippling for performers, and that's that's the first thing I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking she's horrible on the freaking mic. I, I'm saying she's horrible on the mic from a a a, a, pro, a professional standpoint. Personally, I hate that this woman is hurt again. But these people, bro, these people can't separate the personal from the professional. Well, that leads perfectly into this Nick Rodinaldo Piven Houseman. <laughs> Wait tweet. a minute. Wait, get the name right. What is it again? Ronaldo Piven. Hold yeah. on. Let, let me play the clip just to make sure. Hold on, Jeff. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. Ronaldo Piven. Great things. Great things. But nothing has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the in a WrestleMania scrum or or CM Punk staring me down. So when you you're in that moment and you got somebody you know you're that's super talented or whatever and, and you can make a moment like that you make it. So, bro, did I ever tell you the time about staring people down? I don't know. Oh god, Jeff, this is we're in Colorado. I'd say Annie's somewhere between 10 and 12. I ever tell you about this going to see Kiss at the uh, at the Wyoming Frontier Days? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Bro, Dale Torborg, who, what a great guy. What a great, 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 great man. Um, you know, he played the demon. So he was really close with the band. I mean, really, very close with the band. So anytime they came by, you know, bro, you know me, old school. I ain't going to pay money to go see fake kiss. All right, bro. I'm not, but if you get me tickets to go see fake kiss, I'll go see fake kiss. So like, bro, Annie's about 12. I think she's 28 now. Right. So Dale Torboy gets us tickets to go see kiss at frontier days at Wyoming. 
And Annie brings her little friend. And like I said, bro, I think they're in the sixth grade. And, bro, keep in mind, I had already worked with Gene at this point. I had worked with him, right? So we go there, and, bro, Dale gets me this this back. He gets us these back tape patches where we could go anywhere. We could go anywhere. So, bro, Kiss is on stage, and, Jeff, there's like this, I don't know, bro, 20-foot space between the stage and the fans. And we're in that 20-foot stage. So it's me and Amy and two 12-year-olds. So we're right there, bro. Like, I'm as close to him as I am to this computer right now. And keep in mind, I have I did the interview with WCW and all that with him and everything. So we're there. He starts grinding his, his hips and sticking his tongue out in a sexual manner to two 12-year-old girls. To two, and bro, I swear to God, I'm looking at him, bro, at this close, and I'm like, bro, like literally, I understand this is a gimmick. Are you out of your effing mind? Bro, can you imagine that happening today? <laughs> okay. So I am looking at him like, are you out of your effing mind? But my point is, this should have been a moment uh, between, <laughs> this should have been a moment between me and Gene, bro, where I'm like, oh my God, bro. Gene is grinding his groin at my 12. <laughs> and then and then you looked at him and stared him down and he saw you and he went yeah. to the other end of the stage yeah. and you oh. had you had the kiss moment. Bro, bro, please. All right, go ahead, Jeff. What are we talking about here? So you're just talking about not separating the personal from the professional yes. in this Nick Ronaldo Piven Houseman tweet. Sent in by Did the they green send him guy. A box with stickers. Is that what we're gonna? Yeah, I don't know. Like? I don't know if those fans can buy those. I don't know if that's one she just bought. I mean, bro, no, they're sending that to her. Yeah, but so normal she, fans can buy loot boxes. But that's it? why they're sending it to her, so she puts it up yeah, on yeah, the show yeah. and people buy. I don't even think she understands that, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. Bro. So I, I have no idea if he yeah. if he gets one. But uh, <laughs> so this was sent in by the green guy. So he's quoting this tweet from his own news site. Mark Briscoe pulled. From the Ring of Honor world title match due to injury. Piven tweets, Houseman, unbelievably bummed about this. I was really hoping Mark would take the title off Claudio. That's what that that that, that, that that's what I mean right there, bro. <laughs> that's that that's it in a nutshell. But again, again, who let these people in the room? Tony Khan. Tony Khan let these people in the room and then and then Triple H followed suit. So these are the people that are now in the room. Thank you very much. All right, let's go to that Seth Rollins video. This was sent in by Greg O'Grady, Scott Smith, and Greg Krasnov. So he's on Logan Paul's podcast here. Yeah. And one of the, the co-hosts had brought up something about uh, Rollins getting a five-star match. Those those star ratings don't mean, Dave, don't Dave. don't even say his last name. Don't even give him the credit <laughs> on this podcast. Look, he gave you five stars. I, I know that's what Booker Pepper gets. Do, do you do you know? <laughs> and if I'm I'm not mistaken, like I think that like Kurt Angle has no five star matches. <laughs> Okay, one of the greatest of all time. And there's a, there's a plethora of these people. My point is, Dave's great. He's a historian. Dave Meltzer is yep. his name. Yep. He's great. He's a great historian. He's been a part of the business for a long, long time. He started with the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. That was his big thing. So they used to send out literal, actual newsletters every month. See how smart Logan month. Paul is, bro? Let me just stop this for a second. This is how smart. I was just talking about uh, Hollywood not understanding they're sending you the box, bro. So you open it up and they're promoting. You don't even know it. Okay. Look at Logan Paul. <laughs> How much is prime? Yeah, they're everywhere. There's four in this one shot. That, that's why the dude is brilliant. That's why the dude is brilliant. That's why the dude is making so much money. Look at, look at, look at this shot. But go ahead, bro. Yeah. Even give it and put it in your guest's hand. Yep. Yep. To subscribers. There's another just one right Detailing there. what had happened here that and was. there. Yeah. All right. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, there's a big one. Fourteen, fifteen, Brilliant. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. There's there's that's probably one there too. Twenty. I don't know if those are or not. There's like twenty bottles of this. I I, I can't imagine 
what the sponsorship deal is for. It's it's definitely for half a million dollars. I, I mean, there's no oh, question. He, he's that. definitely doing WWE as a hobby. Like, there's yeah, no oh, way he gets God, paid bro. there what yeah. he gets paid doing this stuff, you know? Yeah. Whatever had happened anywhere in wrestling that month, and you know he was big in Japan. He would look at everything in Mexico, anything where there was wrestling. See, this going is on the problem with wrestling, bro. Like when I see Seth and Becky either individually or as a couple off camera, I like them. I I I I, I could. I'm watching it this, and I know Seth is a good guy. I I can tell by this. Um. But then it's like I watch their characters on television and their characters turn me off on who they really are. It shouldn't be working that way. I should I should be seeing this guy in some way, shape or form on television. What, what am I seeing, bro? I'm seeing a guy that tries to imitate the Joker. And they, it's annoying as shit with him conducting a crowd, singing his song for five minutes. And it's such a turnoff for me. When I see this, I know he's an intelligent guy. I know he's well-spoken. I know he's got some good thoughts. But this guy, I never see any glimpse of. But go ahead and play the clip crowds he was reporting on it, injuries backstage news all that stuff and now there's this whole culture online because the backstage stuff is you know what are they going to do Ooh, they're doing how, this, how do they get that. this information oh there's moles everywhere is man. there because yeah, i see yeah. these tweets the rumors blah blah and i'm like i don't even know about this how do you know <laughs> how you, and sometimes i do know about it and it's true yeah and I don't know who's leaking this information. Dude, somebody out there is is leaking it to somebody or telling somebody who's telling somebody who's telling somebody. You never know. You never know. You got to be very careful with wild, your information in this wild. industry. But he's great as a historian, but match ratings are silly. Match ratings are very silly. Well, it's subjective. Like, right? like I said, it's yeah. so subjective. Like, if if it's good, it's good. Like I said, you know when something's good. I can watch a match on any show on the planet in front of a crowd of 70,000, in front of 20. I'm like, if, if the people are popping, it's a good time. That's the end of the game. But, like, to put star ratings on it... I, I, good for you. Good, good, yeah, good for you. You found you found something that like people have latched onto, and it's fun to debate and all that stuff. But in the grand scheme, it really it it, it means very little. You watch, watch, watch. <laughs> that that's the kiss of death right there. The kiss of death, bro. Yeah, and you know Meltzer will say, "Well, yeah, he's right. I've said that before. He's yes. absolutely right." And then he'll bury him the next week yeah. for, for something yeah. else. He's past the AJ Styles generation. He's the next generation after that. So there's a lot in that generation that do love Meltzer. Yeah, in, in but it, it's good. You you know, bro, with where Seth Rollins is in his career right now, you know he's getting to that locker room leader status. So thank God he's got this mentality. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because now, bro, when younger people come through and they still got this this Meltzer gimmick and this guy is looking at, you know, a veteran now saying, really, bro, like you're really going to put stop, you know, so that that that's good that somebody like him totally understands. it. Let's go to a Tony Khan clip. Sent it by Matthew Ortiz. This is from the Dan Lebatard show. Is that how you pronounce it? Lebatard? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So we, we had a clip on the show, but we always see them where Tony Khan will turn any interviewer question into a promo for the upcoming show. We see it. This guy calls him out on it. I'm actually really surprised that you didn't already work in a promo from Blood and Guts. I've heard your spots uh, elsewhere, so I appreciate you being on your best behavior. Don't worry. We will promote like crazy. Blood and Guts, Wednesday, TBS, 8 o'clock Eastern. Because well, we're all friends, and I trust you. You know, some people, you know, they're going to jam me up and not like E.T.? Is he, is he morphing <laughs> into E.T. now, bro? Like, what the <laughs> What the hell's going on now, bro? I don't, he's just got e. out of bed. His, the bags is, under his eyes are ridiculous. Is E.T. E. Tony now, bro? He, he looks like when a little kid wakes up from a nap or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> Go ahead. Or, you like I said, we're all, you guys are my friends or whatever he said. Being on your uh, best yeah. behavior. Don't worry. We will promote like crazy. Blood and Guts, Wednesday, TBS, 8 o'clock Eastern. Because well, we're all friends and I trust you. You know, some people, you know, they're going to jam me up and not let you get your plugs in. But when I come here, you know, I, I get this hold great on, treatment. Hold from on, my... hold on, hold on, hold on. Freeze that. 
Brody, you know how, like, I'm always the one pointing out, okay, we're, we're dying the hair now. <laughs> like, I'm always the one pointing out this stuff, bro. Bro, is this dude getting lip injections? I mean, they're, they're big. So I, I, I don't know in the old clothes if they were that big or not. Bro. Let me see I never oh, yeah. remember his lips being this freaking size, bro. This is this is Faratine mom size, bro. Is this freaking guy getting Botox shot into his lips, bro? Come me- on, Jeff. Look at that. I've never it, it stood out to me immediately, bro. Let me let me show you this picture. Looks thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish it was a little tighter shot. Yeah, I'm know. trying to find an older one. The width looks the same. The thickness does not. The thickness, bro. The thickness. I yeah. think he's getting freaking Botox injections. All right, let's get back to the clip. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that for the people at home. Good friends. Well, that, that was it. About as good as good friends. I come here. You know, I, I get this great treatment from my good friends. <laughs> Who's ever cut him off from making his plugs? He starts in the first question. Yep, and that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Yep. All right, let's go to Dave Meltzer. We always know that there's certain days of the year where you can expect people to watch less of something because they're watching something else, or maybe it's a holiday or something. Vanderpump rules. Vanderpump rules, you know, Thanksgiving. Here, Meltzer's going to give us our expertise here. Talking about the raw rating sent in by Francesco Castano. All right, these ratings, Dave. Collision did not do well at all. Collision did not do well at all. And uh, a lot of these what? shows, Raw did not do well at all. Oh, I thought Raw... SmackDown did great. I thought I thought Raw did great, considering the night, July the 3rd. I thought the number was great. Not even good. <laughs> oh, man, bro. My God, bro. July the 3rd. So now... Imagine, bro, can you imagine Vince McMahon having a conversation with me? Man, Vince, the, the ratings suck last night well Vince, it was july 3rd yeah, yeah. it was the day before the fourth of july Vince. what did you expect man just wait till the day before flag day it's gonna be yeah, really bad yeah so what, is july 5th bad too yeah oh yeah people are hung over so they're not watching tv <laughs> <laughs> all right it is time for the closer thank god that's all i'm going to say this was sent in by both matthew ortiz and gabe tuff and it's a video. And I recommend if you're listening to the audio that you do check out the video version for this. Oh, no. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. I got to take a breath. All right. Who sent this in? This was sent in by two people, Matthew Ortiz and Gabe Tuff. Oh, God bless you guys. So this is what I have in front of me. Ronaldo Piven, talent agent. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. Hi, everyone out there in internet world. It's me, Ronaldo Piven. And if you're watching this, it's because you want to bring me into your promotion. And that makes you a very, very smart business person. So watch this video. So he's doing this to get booked, <laughs> to get booked on the indie scene. This That's what his tape. Yeah, his highlight okay. tape or whatever. All right. Okay. What you think? Which is probably going to be excellent things. Give me a call. I might call you back if I'm interested, and then I'm going to ask you to send me a reel of what you've done to see if I would even consider coming to work for you. So. uh... Since this is a reel, and we're going to do things really well, here's my first little promo on those idiots out in Joliet, Illinois. Was Joliet the only show that ever booked him? Yeah. Literally, bro, is this the only people that ever booked him because he knew knew somebody who had a relative in the in the uh, promotional department? Yeah. You all are pooping. You 
He put that in his real tape. You are fupid because you are fat and stupid. Oh, my God. Tremendous, bro. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, my God. These guys find everything. I mean, th- th- this is who these guys are. <laughs> this is who they are, bro. This is who they are. We've seen Sap do this. We've seen Hollywood do this. We've seen them all do this, bro. Ronaldo Piven in action. Unbelievable. <sighs> all right, Jeff, what's going on in your world, man? Well, if you guys would like to submit some clips, you do so to me at jefflanesemail at gmail.com. That's the only place I take submissions. If you send in tweets, please include both a link and a screenshot to the tweet. If you send in video and audio clips, please make them MP4, MP3, respectively. About uh, 30 seconds to a minute, somewhere around there. Jefflanesemail at gmail.com. Yeah, and guys, please do not forget to check out our Patreon and check out the brand new Hey Ma, Look, I'm doing a TV show in the basement that is patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Tears start at 75 cents a week. Check that out. That is it, everybody. For me, for Jerry. What's his name again? Ronaldo? Who, Ronaldo. Who Ronaldo, Ronaldo. We'll see you all next week.